Amen. Let's take our Bibles this morning. Please turn to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, one of the great stories of the Bible, the 10 lepers that were healed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to preach anything too heavy this morning. I know it's a holiday weekend. We kind of get our minds checked out a little bit, don't we? So I I don't want you to have to think too, too much. We'll just give a very simple message, uh, but one that blesses my heart and helps me. And so I, I pray that it'll be a help to you today. Luke chapter 17. Well, Happy New Year. And I hope you enjoyed uh, some holiday and rest with family and all the rest. And I was sharing with somebody before church, I, I don't understand sometimes we look at a new year and say, well, it's a new beginning. It's just another day. It doesn't, uh, COVID hasn't magically stopped because the calendar turned. I wish that were the case. Sometimes we think, well, I had a bad year. I, I you know, I had a financial mess last year. That doesn't change just because the calendar changed. But I'll tell you this, and here's what I can assure you of. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we need not fear or worry what happened in the past or what's going to happen this year in 2022 because God is still on his throne. He is the King of Kings and he's the Lord of Lords. And uh, some people are saying, well, I just see revelation playing out before my eyes. I see all these prophecies fulfilled, and we need to stand up. And I want to tell you this, if it is revelation being fulfilled, you cannot stop it. That is God's will. He wrote it in his book. So just be thankful. I heard somebody say uh, a little while ago, I was listening to him preach, and, and I was at the summit down in New Jersey, and he said that some people are all upset, saying, well, you know, this is the mark of the beast, or this is a chip or something going on, and people are going to be chipped. And he says, man, if there's that kind of technology, I'm investing in it. Because he said, I want out of here. He said, that means the Lord is coming. And uh, we, we ought to, we're not, our hope is not here. You understand that? Our hope is not here. Uh, if you're watching the news looking for hope, I'm sorry. My wife has said many times, and it's rebuked my heart, if we would read the Bible as much as we watch the news, that would be a much better pipeline, wouldn't it? We'd get the will of the Father, we'd get the mind of Christ, we'd understand what, what's going on in our world a whole lot better by looking through the looking glass of God's Word. And so let me encourage you this year, if you're going to make a resolution, make a resolution to get into the Word of God more than you get into the things of the world the news and all the things going on. Our hope is not here on this earth. You can look far and wide and you will not find it, but our hope is in the Lord and our hope is above. And so keep your eyes heavenward and keep watching for the return of the Lord and keep trusting God throughout this year. And I know that God will bless you for it. You know, New Year's celebration are always a time to look forward, aren't they? We come to a new year and we think it's a fresh start like we've just been talking about. And we get that idea. And, and I guess that in, in, in some senses, we've just accomplished 52 weeks. We've accomplished four seasons. We've all celebrated another birthday. How many of you are looking forward to your next birthday? My wife is not. It's a big one for her. And so we're not looking forward to 2022. But um, and so we, we have another, we've celebrated another, another anniversary Perhaps in 2022 will be the first year some of you young people will drive a car. How many of you, when you were kids, when you were kids, you couldn't wait to be 16? And then you couldn't wait to be 18 because you're an adult. Let me, let me tell you, young people, 18 doesn't make you an adult. It makes you legally responsible. An adult, it has to do with being mature. And so work on maturity, amen? Let's work on those things. Read the book of James. 
James is about Christian growth and maturity. First Peter, about Christian growth and maturity. Read those books of the Bible. It will help you grow in Christ. It will help you to be a mature Christian. Uh, we, look to, we look to be 21. There's something magical about 21. Now we're kind of out on our own and we're taking care. Well, I'm telling you what, 21 means bills. We can't wait to get married. Well, that means a mortgage. That means greater responsibilities. So we look forward to those things, and then we get to be our age, and we go, man, I'd love to be 17 again. I wish I could go back and learn a few things. I could do it over. But I guess a new year kind of means all those things reset, don't they? We've, we've gone through another year of anniversary, another birthday, another everything, and we're looking forward to those new things happening again. You, you expect things to happen because we're going around the sun one more time. And I guess I understand the optimism that comes with it. But you know, New Year's is also a time that we look back. We look back on the year that was, and, and we often will say something like, I am glad that 2021 is over. How many of you have thought that? Yeah, sure. How many of you thought, I'm glad 2020 was over? How many of you said, I'm glad 2019 is over? That's because we dwell on the negative things often. Those things that are glaring and those things that, that jump up and bite us, the tragedies and the griefs and the sorrow. Maybe we lost a loved one. Maybe we've uh, gone through some difficult financial troubles. Maybe we lost a job. And, and we, we focus on those things. But I want to tell you this morning that we need to make our focus, if we're going to make a resolution today, and this is the title of my message, message a resolution to be thankful. To be thankful. We just sang the song, Bless the Lord, O My Soul. And the reason I chose that psalm this morning is because that one line, 10,000 reasons. 10,000 reasons for my heart to find. To find what? To be thankful. And if we truly look back at 2021, I, I suppose there was a lot of things that were difficult. But here's what, here's what the Bible says. Having therewith food and raiment, be what? Content. I'm going to be thankful this morning that every one of you have clothing. Amen? Every one of you came to church clothed. And by the way, nice clothes. Nice clothes. I've been in churches in the jungle of Africa where, where what you are wearing right now represents the cost of their entire home, their wardrobe, their yearly budget for food, and everything. Just the clothes you're wearing right now. We are thankful. And also... I'm going to be honest with you. You don't look like you've missed a lot of food either. I, we just came through Christmas and New Year's and, and, and we have turkey and ham and all these things. And I understand that some here may struggle, but we have been blessed. And the Bible says with those things to be content. If that's all you have is food and raiment, be content. It's a matter of making a resolution. Being resolved in our hearts at looking back at 2021 and saying, I'm going to find some things that I can be thankful for. I'm thankful for a lot of things. Yeah, our family went through some sorrow. We were expecting our first grandbaby. We know that sorrow. We've lost loved ones in the church. You can't hide from it. I, I mean, I have to preach the funerals. 
You can't hide from those things. That's life. But I'm thankful that Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And no matter what the pandemic came and threw at us, no matter what the government said, every night I went home, there was food on my table. There was a roof on my head, and not one bill got missed. God took care of everything. What more could we want? I'm seeing on the news just yesterday, and here I go talking about the news, I shouldn't be, that people are looking forward. They say that 67% of the population, as soon as this is all over, they are going to take a no-regret vacation, they call it. They've been saving for two or three years, and they're going to go somewhere special, Bahamas, Bermuda, Hawaii, somewhere special. And I'm not against vacations and getting away, but I'm thinking, and people are saying, oh, this is what we need, and this is, we, we need this so badly. You don't need it. You don't need it. What you need is Christ. And if you had peace right where you lived, you'd be content with food and raiment and all the things that God has given us. I'm not against taking a trip. I enjoy traveling too. I enjoy a vacation. I enjoy time away and time of rest. But it's not something we have to have. Can I say this? The fact that we think we need those things tells us how spoiled the people we really are. I don't say that in a negative way. I say that I'm so blessed that God has spoiled me. I'm spoiled rotten as a child of God. Let's look at Luke chapter 17 this morning. And I'm not going to keep you too long. I don't know why I even bother saying that. Luke chapter 17. My intention is not to keep you very long. Look at verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Our Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you and praise you for being so good to us. Lord, in fact, we are spoiled. There's trials and tribulations in every life. I think of those that we mentioned in prayer this morning. And Lord, I think of Brother Rust, I think of Sue Hatch, I think of Jessica in the hospital. And I, and I would not desire to trade places with them honestly. Lord, we, I think we use this word in the right way when we say we hate cancer. And Lord, we, we, we hate whatever hurts our loved ones. But Lord, I think that if we're being honest, that even in those dark days when we go through those trials and tribulations and those times of, of suffering, Lord, that we can look back and we can find things to be thankful for. But it has to do with our outlook. What are we looking for? Are we looking for Christ in the midst? Or are we only looking to the darkness and the shadows? 
So, Father, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to make this resolution today to be thankful. Lord, help us to have a good outlook on life. Help us like Christ would teach us in this passage how to give glory to God for all the great things he has done for us. Lord, I, I believe with all my heart that all these things that come into our lives, many of them are Satan trying to blind us from God. Other things are trials to draw us closer to God. Or whatever it might be, we pray that you'd help us never take our eyes off Christ. And so, Father, we'll thank you and praise you. I ask for the filling of your Holy Spirit. I need your help today. And, Lord, we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. It was a wonderful story. I, I always kind of trip over those nine verses as I read them, verses 11 through 19. It's just such a simple, simple story, and it just makes such great sense to me that all ten should have returned. The Lord Jesus Christ just asked, where are the nine? Where's the rest? Where is everybody else? Did not I heal ten? Not just this one. Only this stranger has turned back to give glory to God. I think if we're honest with ourselves, that a lot of times that is kind of the condition of our hearts today. We are not in the majority when we're thankful. We're not in the majority when we're giving glory to God. And, and I'm thankful for a church that wants to sing and a church that wants to praise God and a church that will at times lift their hands and get excited about the things of God because that's what God is desiring from us in this passage. And we'll notice that in a moment, that, that it's important that we give him praise. Jesus was disappointed that nine would not give glory to God. I want you to notice what the scriptures tell us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. No matter what you're going through today or what you have come through in 2021, let us be reminded of this and let this verse just blaze in your mind. In everything, give thanks. Now listen to this. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. They say, Pastor, what is the will of God for my life in 2022? To give thanks. That I can guarantee I know there's some things in the Word of God that tell me what is God's will. One says, God is not willing that any should perish. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. He wants everybody to come to repentance. He wants everybody to trust in Him. We know that from Scripture. But I also know this, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God. That's not something we have to pray about or determine in our hearts or minds. God has already said it. We just need to obey it. We need to follow the Scripture. Notice, if you will, as we look in the Word of God today, I'm just going to give you a couple things. Number one, I want you to see a direct application. Notice a direct application of Scripture as we work our way through. I want you to notice, first of all, the healing of the ten. See the healing of the ten. Verse 12, it says, And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass, as they went... They were cleansed. There's not much of a story here, is there? Just three verses in the Word of God that tell us that the Lord Jesus Christ from a distance saw this leper colony and those ten lepers that were living afar off raised up their voices, reinforcing the fact that they were separated from society and they cried out to Jesus and Jesus said, Go show thyself to the priest. And as they acted in obedience and by faith on the way to the priest, they were healed. They didn't just suffer from disease, but they suffered from separation. Being separated from their loved ones and their friends and their family. 
This was a hard disease because it was made you an outcast from society. You had to rely upon the kindness of those that would leave rags upon the fences to redress your wounds as you died a slow and painful death, alone and outcast. So I want you to see the healing of the ten. But I want you to see the heart of the one. Notice verse 15. And one of them, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Look at verse 19. And he, Jesus, said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Notice his healing of this one or the heart of this one. This was not just a physical healing. Verse 17 tells us it was also a spiritual healing. He says, your faith has made thee whole. Now, we might, we might use words differently than Jesus did. We might use the word whole and only mean a part of something. Well, his, his whole arm was healed or his whole foot was healed. But when Jesus Christ says, you have been made whole, he meant everything. His body, his soul, his spirit, because of this man's faith and turning back and recognizing, listen, understand this, when this man turned back to praise the Lord Jesus Christ, what he was also saying was, I believe you're the one that healed me. I put my faith in what you are doing right now. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, because of that, your faith has made thee whole. So I want you to see the healing of the ten, but I want you to see the heart of the one. But here's what I want you to fall down and, and think about, or pause and think about, for, not fall down, pause and think about with me this morning. Verse 17, notice what it says. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine. We see the healing of the ten and we see the heart of the one, but I want you to sense the hurt of Jesus. Sense the hurt of Jesus. I imagine those other nine were also thankful. They just didn't express it. When they went to the temple and they met with the priest, they would have offered a thanksgiving offering. That's why they were going there. The Bible tells us in Leviticus, when you were healed from leprosy, you would offer two turtle doves. It was an offering of thanksgiving, and, and that was what the law required. And so out of religiousness and out of, uh, of just being obedient to the word of God, they would go and they would offer those things. It was, it was required by the law. But this man thanked God because of his heart. And Jesus was hurt. I just sense it in that scripture. Where are they? We heard the nine. I often wonder if the Lord looks down and says, Hey, Al, you remember what I did for you today? Have you stopped to thank me? How come you haven't praised me yet? How come you haven't glorified me yet? I wonder if those nine lepers continued on and as they walked from back to the temple and they made their way, they begin to notice that their skin was made whole and they were clean and they looked at each other. And instead of glorifying God right there in that place and turning around and falling at the feet of Jesus like this one did, I wonder if they said, you know that leprosy, isn't that a horrible disease? 
My, my arm, my hand, I, I lost use of them, my hand because of it. And my, the nubs of my fingers over here were wearing right off. And you, you had no nose. And you, your ear was deteriorating. And your skin was white and blotchy. And you had sores all over your feet. Isn't that what we tend to do? Isn't that what we tend to do? A little while ago, I stopped and my wife and I had uh, been invited by Marvin and Marlene Massacre to have dinner with them. And we went to, uh, we met in Hamilton and we went to Montana's and uh, we had some dinner. It was about two months ago, I guess. And we, we were in town and said, my wife, we haven't seen these folks in a while. Let's stop around and see some, some friends of ours. And we popped in on them. And for the next 45 minutes, guess what we talked about? COVID. That's what we did. And I finally, I said, I said to my friend, I said, what did we ever talk about before COVID came along? He says, oh, I know. And so we changed the topic and we started talking about some other things. I wonder if the lepers did just that. What a horrible disease. I bet you're glad you can throw a ball with your son again. I bet you're glad you can go home and, and, and look what it's done to our bodies, but now we're... And they totally missed the point. They weren't lepers anymore. They weren't lepers anymore. Sometimes we become so entangled with the yoke of bondage once again, as the Bible tells us, because all we do is dwell on our past. Dwell upon our sin. Jesus came to set you free. To wash away your sins. To remove the guilt and the shame. And we live like we're in the past. Why don't you look back and be thankful instead of the miracle that God has wrought in your life, how he's changed you, how he's washed away your sins. We, we look back on 2021 and we think about all the things that we lost and missed out on. Why don't you rejoice for what you have? Be thankful for what God has blessed you with and what he has given you. Oh yes, there's sorrow, there's grief. But I want you to sense the hurt of Jesus for the nine that failed to praise him. Notice, secondly today, we think of a direct application, but let me give you a broader application. This leper's thankfulness was not just voiced. Everybody listening? This is important. It wasn't just voiced. It was expressed with action. It was expressed with action. You know, we try to teach our kids to say thank you, don't we? To be thankful for things. Somebody gives them something. I, a lot of times I know I uh, don't tell the kids this or they'll be all over me all the time. But I'll carry candies in my pocket. And I'll give one to a kid. Now these are all individually wrapped in case you're scared. All right? And uh, sometimes I'll give a kid a candy and the mom will say, I'll say, thank you. Say, thank you. That's because it's not automatically in a child's heart to be thankful. But then sometimes other people, they'll write a note. <laughs> I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll go above and beyond. You can see the expression on their face of appreciation, not, not for a candy, but for anything you do. 
There's an abundance of gratitude, an abundance of thanksgiving, and there's something different about the heart attitude, and you can just see it overflowing from somebody. And notice that this this leper, the one that returned, uh, he expressed his thankfulness by giving glory to God, verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. He wasn't ashamed. He had a loud voice. Amen? You know, it's... we. we, uh, we go down to this summit, and Brother Charlie says, you know, some of you folks, he says, he says some, some like shouting. I'm just going to warn you, some folks like shouting when they get here. He says, others write amen on a piece of paper and hold it up. Well, that's more like a Canadian Baptist, right? Amen. Sometimes we just blink. That's, that's about as much praise as we give. Hey, don't be ashamed of the Lord. Don't be ashamed when God is stirring your heart. The Bible says he turned around with a loud voice. He glorified God. Notice, first of all, his posture. Verse 16, he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. He fell down at the feet of a Jew. They hated each other, typically. But he fell down on his face when he realized, this isn't just any man. I need to worship him. Sometimes we're so reserved. I'm, I'm not talking, listen, I don't want you running up and down the aisles and spinning in the, you know, I don't want that. We, we were in Hamilton when that whole airport revival broke out. In a building that we had been using, we moved out and they, that airport revival came in and they rented it and it was in the newspaper and we were afraid that everybody thought it was us. Because, I mean, the week after they got in there, they had teeth turned into gold. No lie. They'd say, I feel something in my mouth. And they'd run to the altar and the preacher would look in there and says, your fillings have all turned gold. You go and pop those out this week and put them in the offering plate. Good night, I'd like to pop his fillings out. Kind of heresy. It's, it's ridiculous. We're not talking about wildfire, but there ought to be a fire in our hearts. There ought to be some thankfulness and some, some people willing to praise God and glorify him. Notice his posture. He, he fell down right on his face at his feet. He didn't care what anybody else thought. He was going to worship his God. Notice, secondly, his praise, verse 16. He fell down at his feet and he giving thanks, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. When we praise God, we are thanking God for what he has done. When we worship, we are thanking God for who he is. Have you stopped and just praised God for what he did last year? Well, there was a lot of bad stuff. Oh, yeah, but there was a lot of good. There was a lot of good. God is good. God is good. Let me say this. As of December 31st, we have had the highest offerings at Bethel Baptist Church by far of any other year. I'm not saying that because I'm worried about the money at all. Not at all. I'm saying that because I know that God blessed you. You couldn't have given that to the Lord if he hadn't blessed you. Isn't that right? I think if you look back and say, well, I was able to give this to the Lord. When you get your receipt here in a few weeks, you might be surprised to find out how much you actually gave to the Lord. That's because God blessed you. Amen? I've said this before. Why, why does the Lord say 10% when we tithe? Well, because he knows that it's so easy for us to sit down every Saturday night and take stock of my week. What happened this week? What did God bless me with this week? Okay, 10% is the Lord's. The tithe is the Lord's. 
It's just such a simple, God doesn't need our money. He doesn't, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. But he, I believe that he instituted the time that we might sit down and take stock and be thankful for what God has done for us. You'll be surprised. Can I encourage you when you get that little receipt, this is how much you gave last year, you give thanks to God for how he blessed you in 2021. You know, I, Tony and I were meeting this morning and we prayed together and had a coffee together. And I said, you know, it's interesting. I said, I used to struggle with sinuses. I'm all, my nose is always running, but that's not anything, sir. But I said, I could hardly, I have sinus problems and colds all the time. Do you know that since COVID broke out, I haven't even had the sniffles. 20 months, I haven't, I haven't had sickness of any sort. I haven't missed a day of work. I haven't been down. God is good. God is good. And he's preserved us. And I'm thankful. Notice his posture. Notice his praise. Notice his persistence. I really like this. Jesus said unto him in verse 19, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. This man was praising Jesus so much, Jesus had to tell him to stop. Go thy way. Hey, it's time to get up. Go back to the city. Go, go see your family. I would imagine after a great deal of separation, the first thing on most of these men's mind was, I can't wait to get to see my family. I have to go to the temple first, and I have to offer my thanksgiving there, and I have to be inspected by the priest because only the priest can declare you clean. And he says, then I want to go sit down with my family for dinner. I'm going to enjoy. But this man said, no, the first thing I want to do is praise God. I'm going to fall on my face. I'm going to be thankful. And Jesus finally had to say, that's enough. Arise, go thy way. He was persistent in his praise. I don't believe we'll ever get to heaven and the Lord will say, hey, you praised me too much. That was just too much worship. Notice this morning, as Jesus, we go back to that one verse where he says, where are the nine? I want to suggest to you that the other nine were also thankful. I'm positive that they went to the priest and they offered their thanksgiving. I'm sure when they got home and sat down for dinner with their family, they perhaps even prayed for a meal and gave thanks to God for what he had done. But their prayer, or their, their praise, or their thanks didn't come out in their actions. And the Lord was concerned by it. He said, where are the nine? If they were thankful, was it expressed in more than just words? How many of you know you can tell somebody you love them, but you have to show them that you love them? Right? I tell my wife, I'll come home with, she'll say, can you stop and get something, the grocery, whatever? Yeah, I'm sure. And I try to remember everything on the list. If there's more than three, I tell her, text it to me. Give me a list. I'm a man, right? But there's always some chocolate that falls into the bag. I said, that must have just fell in the cart, huh? I don't know where that came from. And then she said, well, did you pay for it? Yeah, I paid for it. Come on. But I, don't, I can't just say I love you all. i got to show her I love her. Chocolate's the best way I found out. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Loves chocolate. It used to be Dr. Pepper, but she doesn't pop so much anymore. Dr. Pepper, that stuff's nasty, but she loves it. We have to express in action, not just say it. And Thanksgiving is the same. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 puts it this way, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, present your bodies. 
a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Can I, can I give you some application? We put a plea out for workers. Where are the nine? I'm thankful to God, preacher. Are you willing to express it in action? Don't tell me about your faith. Show me your faith by your works. We need Sunday school workers. Where are the nine? Where are the nine? You see, the nine is the majority. They're the ones that take from the Lord. They don't give anything back. It was just the one, the Samaritan, that came and gave back. In the majority, it's easy to get caught up in complaining. In the majority, it's easy to to complain about our church and our government and everything that's going on. It's the minority that fell down on their face before God and thanked him and found something to praise him for. He was thankful for freedom. Freedom from the dreaded bondage of leprosy, freedom from the separation the leprosy caused. He was free to rejoin his family. I'm thankful today for the freedom from sin. Doesn't mean I'm perfect, doesn't mean I don't fail, but I know that when I do, there's a remedy for my sin. I can go to Jesus and I can confess it and he is faithful and he's just and he'll forgive me and put it under the blood. I'm free. I'm free. He was thankful for fulfillment. Every need at that very moment in his life was taken care of because he met Jesus. Everything. What else, what else does a leper need? And he got it all. He said, well, he still didn't see, didn't see his family. Oh, but he could go home now. He was healed. He was spiritually made alive. And he could go back to his family, go back to his job. Oh, he could have said, you know, Lord, if you'd come by six months earlier, I wouldn't have lost my job. I wouldn't have missed that funeral. My father died. And I wouldn't have missed out on so much that's going on in my family. But he never complained. He said he thanked God for what was happening in his life right now. Everything had been fulfilled. He found fulfillment in Christ Jesus. And he was also thankful for finding Christ. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Jesus changed his life and made it so he had nothing else to long for. Can I ask you this? Are you satisfied with Christ? Is Jesus enough? Is Jesus enough? Sometimes we suffer from loneliness. And, and I'll, I'll admit, if my wife has to go out to a shower or something, I'm pacing the floors in about an hour. I, I agree with the scripture. It is not good for man to be alone. I agree with it. And some of us suffer from loneliness But in those times, I want you to tell that you're never alone when you have Jesus. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Is he sufficient? You may want something, a companion, whatever, but you don't need it if you have a good relationship with Christ. You say, oh, I want want a million dollars a year job or a hundred, whatever. If you have Christ, he says this, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. 
He could fulfill everything. Are you satisfied with Christ? This leprous man healed miraculously, showed us through the words of Christ what Christ is looking for. He's looking for us to be thankful, to give him glory, to give him praise. No matter what we think the world is throwing at us, we can be satisfied in Christ. Let's stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning. Are you thankful? Let, let me challenge you right now. I'm, in one second, I'm going to ask Daniel just to play softly. But I want you to look back right now, everybody, on 2021, and just think of five things that you can thank God for right now. Five things right now you can thank God for. Let me encourage you to do this. Don't worry about uh, being prayerful at this moment. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful God allowed this to happen this year. Tell somebody what you're thankful for and give praise to God right now for what he has done in your life. Daniel's going to play softly. Let's put it into practice today. What are you thankful for?